Welcome to Soul Searching Out Space, a space to remember who you truly are, who you came here to be, and what you came here to do. To be crystal clear going from black and white thinking to full color HD, working from the inside out, reclaiming your power, waking up to your inherent wholeness, aligning soul, heart, mind, and body. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode. We are continuing the conversations of the center and the centers within the center. In the previous episode, we explored the physical center, the body. Now we are exploring the mental center, the mind. Thoughts are the language of the mind. There are many layers to the mind. The unconscious mind, the subconscious mind, the conscious mind, the superconscious mind, and the unified mind. You are probably familiar with the teachings that what you think about creates your reality. What you think about does create your reality, but there is more to it. Our conscious mind is only a small part of our brain, while our subconscious is nearly 90% of our mind's activity. It's called the subconscious mind because it's beneath our consciousness, beneath our awareness. There are many different studies about how many thoughts we have on a daily basis. The majority of these thoughts are the same and only a small percentage of them are conscious. These thoughts that are happening on a subconscious level are the majority of what is creating our reality. Our subconscious mind is at its strongest between the ages zero to seven years old. And we are primarily in the theta and alpha brain waves. These states are the same a person is in when they are in a hypnosis or deep meditation. Our mind is receptive and basically being programmed during the ages of zero to seven. That's why children are like sponges and learn very quickly. Anything that happens around us, the experiences, the words, the expressions, leave impressions deep in our subconscious. Our mind is in a way like a computer. Our essence has a clean operating system that performs beautifully and effortlessly and gracefully. Then right after birth, we are given mandatory updates to our operating systems. We are led to believe that these updates are better for us. We are subconsciously told that they will make us better members of society and help us perform better. So we keep upgrading, so to speak, our operating system with these updates. And these updates create the beliefs about who we are. And these updates move us further and further away from 
our essence and makes it challenging for us to access the center. Through the civilizing process, we get conditioned with a wide range of programs that hijack our ability to access our true nature, our essence. And these programs become the ego or the false self. Over time, we only run the programs of our environment that are installed into our conditioned self. When our mind is out of balance, our minds are filled with mental chatter and trying to fill the gaps between what we know and the unknown future, even if the future is only minutes away. Most of the time, what takes us out of the center is a problem with our mind. Some type of energy from a program update is influencing the natural flow of our operating system. The ego is engaged and activated. Our subconscious mind's job is always to protect us. If we have subconscious beliefs that something can harm us, it will keep us from having it. The conscious mind holds all sorts of thoughts, those we believe in and those we don't believe in. The subconscious mind, on the other hand, holds only what we hold as true to us what we believe in. This is why the mind can hold conflicting thoughts. And this is why the subconscious mind always wins. You are always being, doing, having, and experiencing what you believe in truly to the extent that you believe. There are Many things that you see at any given moment, your mind focuses on what it believes is important to you. The ones you discuss in your mind are the ones that matter to you. This way, the mind manages to control the experience of reality so that it all fits together inside your mind and your beliefs. Our awareness is experiencing our mental idea of reality, not reality itself. Our ego believes that by recreating the world within our mind, it can be in control because it can control the world. Basically, we recreate the outside world inside ourselves and then we live in our mind. Whatever we believe, the external world rearranges itself to confirm these beliefs. The minute we judge something, we judge ourselves. What is your external world reflecting to you about your beliefs you hold as true? How often do we get in arguments or 
fights or we get our feelings hurt by the meaning we are making about something and even our trauma and the things that happened in the past. So much of our hurt comes from the stories we are telling about what happened and why it happened and who we are as a result of it happening or because it happened. And all of that is the way that our brain gets to work creating stories. Am I safe or unsafe? Our brain loves doing that, but it's not serving because it's not based in reality. It's based in our unconscious biases, the ego stories and ego identities. Our defense mechanisms are unconscious, adaptive coping strategies we use to deal with uncomfortable and challenging situations. These adaptive coping strategies reduce feelings of anxiety, anger, sadness, upset to maintain our sense of self. We all use a variety of defense mechanisms, sometimes at the same time, but also at different times. However, specific defense mechanisms are often strongly attached with one of the centers and these coping mechanisms are most obvious when we are dealing with challenging circumstances. The stronger ego identification, the stronger the self-defense mechanism. If we want to integrate a healthy ego where we can explore, learn, and grow by integrating the ego and reduce the hold it has on us, we may find that underneath the self-defense, there is a gift and potential for growth and integration. We may see that the defense mechanism that used to protect us early on is no longer needed or only needed when we choose to call upon its services. Do you tend to showcase or promote a certain way of being, but when it comes to it, you are completely in the opposite end of the spectrum? Meaning, is who you are the same when you are with others? And when you're all by yourself, or are they totally different? Or does it feel like you're putting on a mask when you're with other people? And then finally, when you get home, you can take off the mask. Or do you feel that it's quite aligned? It's more or less the same. What are you thinking about right now? What is your dominant thought, the one thing that you think about 
all the time. The one thing that you keep coming back to. Have you learned to observe your thoughts and being free from identifying with them? Can you discriminate thoughts from feelings? Thoughts from sensations? What did you learn from your environment about life and how to be? What did you learn from your parents, your family, teachers, society, culture, advertising, and the world around you? Whatever your family felt and expressed while you were growing up is what you absorbed as a child. These became your subconscious beliefs. Reflect on a situation or an incident that triggered you recently. Think about what triggered your ego. What self-identity was your ego identifying with? How did your ego distract you to protect its self-identity? How did your ego make you move your attention from the experience of reality into focusing on the past or future? What is your primary defense mechanism? Is it control, withdrawing, numbing, silent treatment, passive aggressiveness, anger, shutting down? Are you in denial? Are you a person that may deny reality or unpleasant information altogether? Or maybe you admit that something is true, but deny or minimize its seriousness or admit that the information is true, but deny taking personal responsibility for it. Has your inner world become so much the dominant reality that you lose awareness of your physical needs like eating, which becomes irregular and unhealthy? Is your sleep pattern disturbed? Are you isolated and cut off from human contact? Do you look outside yourself to establish your identity and sense of worth? Do you look outside yourself for guidance and support? Are you more identified with your thoughts than with what you are doing? Do you get stuck in your head, avoiding feeling something? Do you think about your feelings rather than feeling your feelings? How do you know you're truly thinking about thinking? Do you numb yourself to avoid the big feelings? Do you use 
daily routines to prevent yourself from being fully aware and do you get annoyed or irritated when your autopilot is disturbed do you identify with the thoughts instead of with their source and the background of the thought process or the sponsoring thought How is your ego protecting its self-identity? If something triggered your ego, are you letting ego maintain that thought or are you managing that thought? The ego identifies closely with its self-image and it's not very open to challenging its identity from the center however there's no resistance to seeing the personality as it is as the center is neutral and open so how do we arrive at openness if our starting point with the ego which by nature is resistant by being aware of our thoughts and start observing them, by becoming aware of our thoughts, we will wake up and become a great designer of our life. Whenever you become aware of a thought, observe it mindfully and in a detached way. See what they are, where they come from, why they come to you, and how long they last. By observing them this way, you will be able to get behind them, to get to their cause, their origins, and you will bring light to them and eventually transmuting them. A really great practice is journaling or writing. The act of writing or journaling itself when done authentically and embodied when you are genuinely present with yourself and whatever you're thinking and writing that out, that is a release in itself. It also will help you learn a lot about yourself it can teach you a lot about yourself while you're also learning how to name and release these things that you are thinking. And whenever we tell the brain not to do something, it hears, do it. Don't think of a green cat or don't forget your keys. The brain interprets this statement as forget your keys or think of a green cat. So instead of saying, don't forget, we want to say, remember your keys. So reflect on situations in your life where you have experienced this and say, remember X, Y, and Z instead the next time. How can you practice to begin cultivating self-awareness of your thoughts and observe your thoughts and learn more about yourself? Cultivate self-awareness and 
practice curiosity of your mind's current ability to cope with the events happening all the time and dealing with your inner and outer world. Observe and witness yourself as you go through your day. Begin to notice what you think and how you respond to different situations, events, circumstances, experiences, interactions in relationships and relations that happen throughout your day. Spend some time throughout your day observing your thoughts and noticing the physical shifts and changes that occur as you respond to the demands and stress of everyday life. So literally throughout your day, paying attention to your thoughts, maybe you just had a difficult conversation with someone or someone triggered a past memory, or maybe you received some upsetting news that caused a shift in your thinking. Begin to just observe and notice your thoughts in different situations. Are you judging or observing? What is the first thing that you noticed? Are you judging? Are you observing? When you are being triggered, can you catch the thought that caused the trigger? Can you ask yourself, what is it really about? Can you say, thank you, ego, for bringing this to my attention? I know you're doing the best you can to keep me safe and alive, and I'm so grateful for you. Do you have time to sit with ego, or is later in the day more suitable for you to hold space, to have that chat with ego, with curiosity and an open mind? Maybe you don't have the time now to observe what's really going on. Maybe as you ask, what is this really about? All of a sudden, you will have an aha moment and really see what this is about. And you will feel a shift in your energy. Maybe you need to do a deep dive with ego and just be aware and be the observer and remember that the ego loves a good story and it will keep telling a good story and protecting its self-identity. The ego needs a safe space before it will open the gates to your inner child. If all of this feels overwhelming, remember to rest your mind on your breath. Remember this tool. We are using the mind to be an observer of our thoughts. Notice when you are on autopilot, what can you do and be to bring yourself into the present moment and become aware of your thoughts? How can you have more conscious awareness throughout your day? How can you be aware if you're in the present moment or reliving a past experience or fearing the unknown future? It's those small consistent practices done daily that bring our healing and transformation to life. True healing is created from consistent practice. So start small and remember to be kind to yourself. Baby steps baby step 
after baby step after baby step. It will all begin to accumulate and start to create that snowball effect and that momentum in your healing. So it all matters. It does all compound the more and more you show up for yourself and do your practices and be your practices. When we have that understanding of ourselves, we can then begin to respond differently or begin to process outside of those reactive moments ways to observe our thinking so we are not reacting to people or throwing our defensiveness and projections at people and situations that are not the ones that caused it. In the previous episode, we talked about the fact that molecular structure of water can be affected by our vibrational energy, thoughts, ideas, music, and more. You have the power to change the molecular structure of water. How can you put this into practice? If you want the physical evidence, get two plants and decide which one will be the positive plant and which one will be the negative plant. And every time you think positively about yourself, say those positive things to the plant you decided is the positive plant. And then whenever you have a negative thought, say these to the plant you decided is the negative plant and watch what happens between these two plants. This will give you a very clear understanding of why it matters, what we think and how it affects us and the people and the world around us. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for your time. And thank you for your presence. I look forward to being with you again. I am sending you so much love. And until next time, may you remember that whether you think you can or can't, you are right. <laughs>